Hi there. Welcome to the Ignite Your Wellness Business Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elsa McLean, physical therapist, coach, yoga teacher, massage therapist, and owner of Ignite Your Wellness Business. This is the podcast to help you as a wellness entrepreneur grow a profitable business with time to embody your own wellness practices using my proven formula. Hi there, wellness entrepreneur. Today, we're going to talk about the five steps to starting a wellness business. This is going to keep it simple so you can actually start today. If you have that dream, let's say you're working a job and you've been feeling the nudge to really fulfill a passion that you have, and maybe you're going to transition completely from a totally different industry or a field, or maybe you're working a job and you want to stay in the same kind of field that you are in but you just want to help people your way, the way that makes you feel fulfilled or the way you think that you can help people best get the results and the help that they truly need. Or maybe you haven't been working for some time for whatever reason. You've been going through your own health journey. You've been caring for your children, but now you're ready to get back into the workforce. These five steps will help you to start a wellness business today. So number one, especially if you have a job, this does not mean that you have to leave your job right now. In fact, you want to make sure that you have either enough saving, plenty of savings or enough income coming in where you don't have to put pressure on your business to perform a certain way, meaning You don't want to put pressure on your business to have to provide a certain amount of income or revenue right now. That doesn't mean that you don't set goals. That is different. So setting goals is different than having no money in your bank account, not being able to care for yourself, your family, or put food on the table unless your business provides in a certain way. You see the difference? So you want to make sure that you can support your business and allow it to grow without that type of pressure because the mistake of trying to provide or having your business provide too early is that you get in a hustle cycle. And I know because I didn't have a plan to start my own business. I was actually let go of from a current employer and both my parents were entrepreneurs. So I saw them work hard, work evenings, work weekends, miss a lot of time out with family and All that comes with entrepreneurship in the 80s and 90s. And I didn't want that for myself and my family. So I really didn't want to become an entrepreneur. So I didn't have the savings at the time for entrepreneurship. In fact, I had just returned from maternity leave. So I had used the majority of my savings for maternity leave with my daughter. And I had gone back to work. And my boss at the time was pivoting in her own company. And had moved abroad and was looking to sell her company and the new buyer wanted to downsize the staff. And so I was let go of. And during that time, when people started reaching out to me to work with me, I had to make a decision to start my own business. And I hadn't, the truth is I hadn't been feeling at the time pretty, I hadn't been feeling fulfilled in that old role as an employee. There were certain things that I wanted to do differently combining more of my massage skills and coaching skills and other wellness skills with the yoga and physical therapy. And I just felt like I couldn't utilize them the way I really wanted to in in that prior position. And 
There was other types of marketing that I wanted to do. I just wanted some more control over certain things. So when I was let go of the opportunity arisen, arose in my mind to, oh, okay, well, maybe, maybe I can become an entrepreneur. And I started to consider that option with my husband and eventually went down that road. But I started to overwork and hustle because my husband and I needed to pay the bills and I didn't have adequate savings at the time. The plus side is that hustle got me a bunch of patients and I was profitable in that first year. So my business grew very quickly. The downside is I established a pattern of hustle and overworking until I had my cancer and Lynch syndrome diagnosis. And I was realizing I was not as home with my daughter as much as I truly wanted to be. And that opened my eyes to all the podcasts, all the workshops you've seen me teach and present on ever since on how to grow a business profitably and sustainably so you can live the lifestyle that you want to live. So you do want to make sure that you have income coming in or have adequate savings so you're not going to putting putting yourself in a pressure-filled cycle and establishing a pattern that won't serve the big picture of your business that won't be sustainable. It's like having a baby and this baby is three months old and yet you're putting it on the ground and saying, crawl, gosh darn it. In fact, stand up and walk right now. And then on top of that, when the baby doesn't perform crawling or walking at three months, then you beat it up and you say, oh baby, you're not good enough. Or baby, maybe you're not cut out to be a baby because you're not doing these things fast, right? That's what we tell ourselves in our business when our business doesn't perform quickly or the way that we thought it might perform by having a certain number of clients or a certain revenue. We beat ourselves up saying, well, maybe I don't have the skills for what it takes to be an entrepreneur or maybe it's my niche or maybe it's my program or we beat ourselves up and question and doubt so many things and that doubt and that shaming and that beating yourself up, that actually slows you down, especially if you're continuously switching your program, you're continuously switching your niche, or you're just doubting yourself so much that you're freezing in indecision and not taking action, or you're second guessing your actions and having to redo a lot of your work. So all of that will slow you down, whereas if you just realize that failure is the process of being an entrepreneur, Sometimes there's periods where your business will grow quickly and sometimes, especially in the beginning, you just take it a day at a time. It is like an excitement experiment where you're going to try one thing and sometimes it works and you see growth and you see results. And sometimes it won't work and you're like, oh, well, that didn't work and I got to try something new. And obviously, when you're trying something new, learning from mistakes, hitting up on your own personal growth edges It's going to take a little bit longer to see the results of having more clients and bringing in more revenue, but it doesn't mean that you're failing. Slow growth is good growth in the business. And if you have adequate savings or income coming in from your job while you're growing your business, it gives you so much more buffer space. It takes so much more pressure off your business. So that's why I have that number one. Cash does matter. And you want to make sure you have a roof over your head, you're, you are taken care of, your family's taken care of, your bills are taken care of. 
so you can grow your business as slow as it needs while you work your full-time, part-time job or utilize savings. So that is tip number one is check your bank accounts. (laughs) Make sure that you can adequately provide for yourself and pay for your bills maybe for the first year of starting a business. Now, if you want specific help on this, knowing how long to stay in your job or reduce down to part-time or how much savings you want in your bank account, then you can jump into the Facebook group, the free Facebook group. I'll post the link in the show notes and you can ask that question in the group. I personally answer a lot of the questions in that group and also you'll get the support from the community or of course, sign up for a consultation call These individualized answers are what I help my clients with one-to-one and in the Awaken Group container. So the help that you need in deciding the best steps for you when to reduce your time as an employee and more can be answered there. So number two is getting the tactical things that are needed to have a business. And that might be your necessary licensing, both For example, I have a physical therapy license. I have a coaching certification, yoga certification, making sure that you have the correct certifications for the work that you want to do. And then also I have Encinitas city licensing. If you're going to be doing work in town, you want to make sure that you have a business checking and savings account, for example. Now, I have a whole list. I taught the Next Steps workshop and I am building out an email funnel and sequence actually as we speak where you can get this checklist of all the necessary tactical things, which you can do in one day or one week if you don't have a bunch of hours in one day. You can get that for free. I'll put that link in the show notes as well. And in that sequence, make sure you open the emails because in that sequence, you will come to find out that if you do sign up for a free consultation, you can get access to the Next Steps workshops for free. And it's two hours, which essentially breaks down this podcast in a little bit more detail and gives you all that you need to get your wellness business up and running. But just know that there are some tactical things that you need to start your wellness business, like the necessary taxes, saving for knowing what to save for taxes, bank accounts, licensing, your EIN, your DBA, doing business ad, as deciding what your business entity status will be. Are you going to be a sole proprietor, an LLC, S-corp, etc.? You need insurance, liability insurance. Do you need any permits? And how are you going to get paid? What credit card processor do you need? Then you also need some operations and systems. This begins to set up your business in a streamlined way by having standard operating procedures, as they're called, or systems or structures in place that are reproducible and repeatable, such as a payment policy. For example, for me, I always accept payment before the start of any program. So if it's one-to-one, my new client will have to pay prior to their first call. If it's the Awaken Mastermind, the payments in full can be made prior to the first call or the payment plan has to be started prior to that first call. What's your scheduling policy? What's your mailing address? Documentation note system, your informed consents or contracts, all that you want to have in place. And truthfully, the mistake I see with a lot of wellness entrepreneurs here, and this is 
all of that has gone into a lot more detail in that next steps workshop, but is that they get stuck here. They get stuck on choosing the perfect contract. They get stuck here on the entity. They get stuck on the informed consent waiver. They get stuck on the the name of the business. Then it spirals into getting the perfect website, getting the perfect business cards, getting the perfect logo. And all of that truthfully can hang you up for months, months and months and months and months, nine months, a year will pass by and you haven't signed one client. And then if you wait that long, you start to doubt, oh, okay, maybe I'm not cut out to be an entrepreneur. Maybe this business won't work. Maybe I chose the wrong niche. And it has nothing to do with all that. It just is because you spent time on the back end of your business, not out there in the real world, talking to people, letting know them know that you can help them, establishing relationships, networking, which we're going to get into in a moment, and just making offers. So just know that all of these that I rambled off really quickly, you make a decision, contact the necessary professional if you need. Like I always recommend getting a CPA right off the bat. They'll help you with taxes. They'll help you decide on the best entity, whether you should go right into incorporated or stay with a sole proprietor for a little bit longer. They'll help you with all that decision making because Bottom line, and you've heard me say this before on the podcast, is that the faster you make decisions, the faster you go forward versus getting stuck in indecision and spinning. Then that's what stalls you out and slows you down. So for each of those, just decide and go forward. Decide and go forward. And yes, you may choose wrong. You may have to come back and make a different decision. But you're not going to know if it's the wrong decision if you never decide. So you'll stay stuck. So just decide and have a process to support yourself during failure, which there's a bunch of podcast episodes on that. And I'll go into more detail on that as well. But not making failure mean anything that's wrong with you and wrong with your ability to own and start a business. It's just part of doing business is failure. So number two is getting all those tacticals underway. And again, if it's taking you, if you're dedicating one to two hours a day or even 30 minutes to one hour a day, you should be able to get all that done in one week. So if it's taking you several weeks to get all that done, that means you're spinning and you're stuck somewhere. You're indecisive about something and that is a perfect time to reach out for coaching. Okay, number three, set up your program, your packing, package, and pricing. This is another one where people can get really confused. And again, weeks can go by and no decision has been made. So right now, just think to yourself, what is the length of time that you think you can get someone results in in your area of expertise? So maybe you want, maybe you're a yoga teacher, you want to do more private sessions, And so you want to have a six-week program where you help people get more flexible and stronger. That's a great place to start. It is pretty general, so the messaging needs a little bit of work. But number four, that's, that's next. So stick with me here. But we're just setting up the package on the length of time. So six weeks. People who've been doing yoga once or twice a week for six weeks, they'll start to feel a change. Maybe you want to go longer. I have a program that's six months long because I find that people go through dips and plateaus and to see bigger changes 
that's what's really required. So, but you get to do you, what feels right for you and what is the price that, now price, I get, see this question about pricing in Facebook groups all the time. Pricing is not an independent decision. It's a decision made within the ecosystem of your whole entire business, not just I'm going to compare my price to other people's price and try to be the race to the cheapest price or the race to the bottom. You never want to be in that race. But you don't want to charge so low that you feel resentment to your people because now you're not paying the bills. And as you get busier, because you will, if you stick with this, you will get busier. You don't want to have your price so low that when you do get busier, you're working with all these people but you're still struggling to make ends meet or you're not seeing as much profit as you desire, that might mean your pricing is too low. But if you're just starting out, you don't want to price yourself too high, that prices you out for your experience. Now, you might say, well, I've been a practitioner for 15 years. I have a ton of experience. Okay, if you have a strong following, maybe you're building an Instagram following or an email list or you're a teacher and you have a lot of loyal students, yes, then you might be able to price on the mid to high range even though you're a brand new entrepreneur. But most people, that's not the case. Even if you have 15 years experience, you got to humble yourself a bit in the beginning. And remember, it's temporary till you get momentum. If you really, if you are really that experienced, then people will love you. They will trust you. They will tell their friends because they will get results. So you will grow quickly and then you can raise your prices. But it's so much easier to start lower on the price end, get momentum, get people, get testimonials, get people talking about you and then raise the price as you go. A lot of people sometimes price themselves too high out of the gate because they want to price based upon your worth. That's the other thing. You can't just say, I'm going to price myself so I'm of value without taking into your goals and the ecosystem of your business entity as a whole. So that's another great question to drop into my Facebook group to get some answers and feedback on because there's several different variables that come into play when deciding your pricing. And again, to set up your program, your package, and your pricing, that is what we work specifically on in either the awakened container, the one-to-one, and the mastermind. And of course, we go over a lot about niche. What you want to be aware of is what your brain might try to offer you as what's a great niche and what's not, not a great niche, if a niche is too general, if it's too small, all the things. Right now, if you're just starting out, let go of the niche drama. Just decide on the results that you're going to help people with or the struggles that you're going to help people with and don't even worry about it. You really do not need a niche, especially if you're starting out. All of that will come in time. So today, just decide on what you want to do and how you want to help people and what you want to price it. And that way you can go forward. When you start working with clients, you're going to get data from working with people and you'll find out, oh, maybe six weeks was too short or maybe that price, I'm pretty booked. I'm getting busy now. I think I need to raise my price. Or for the niche, for example, you'll start attracting a pattern of a certain type of person that comes to you easily, 
says yes easily and gets results easily. So then your niche will emerge or maybe it won't. Maybe you'll still stay general. All of that is fine. But if you don't decide on any of that, then again, you're not going to go forward. Or if you're constantly changing all of that, your people, your audience, they'll get confused. And a confused mind leads to being a frozen mind, one that does not take action. So stick with it for a bit of time in these variables. If you need my help, sign up for a consult call and go forward. Okay, number four, what you need is a marketing plan and where you're going to market and how much and whatever the how much can vary person to person, but you want to do have it where you're showing up consistently and that does not need to mean multiple times a day or even every day. It might just mean showing up three to four times a week. That might be perfect on Instagram, for example. Part of your marketing plan is also your messaging and your copy. So really honing in on the language and how you speak to people. It's truly underestimated the amount of time, work, and energy that should go into your marketing plan, showing up, and the messaging. And I use the word should here with caution because I don't want you to beat yourself up. But if you're not getting the results that you want in your business, meaning you're not getting people signing up for consultation calls if you offer them, that's step number five. So hang on there. But if you're not getting people reaching out and inquiring to work with you, then it might just mean that you're not spending enough time either showing up consistently and actually doing the marketing and making the offers Or it might come down to your messaging where maybe your message doesn't clearly state exactly what it is that you do, the value that you offer, the results that people get while working with you. And this is not a reason to beat yourself up because most wellness practitioners I know, yoga teachers, physical therapists, massage therapists, healers of the art, spiritual practitioners, Reiki masters, we're not taught anything about messaging. We're not taught how to show up in market. We just think that we can show up on Instagram and maybe put a picture with some words and people will flock towards us because we have this amazing program and we're a skilled practitioner. And it, it unfortunately is just not the truth. There is a lot of competition out there because so many people now are on the internet, <laughs> the online world in a variety of ways. But the good news is with all these people out there, wellness practitioners, spreading all the messaging about the importance of health and well-being, that means that the greater society these days really understands the importance of spending time and money on health and wellness. So it does, in the big picture, make things easier for you to sell because you're not having to educate as much as in the quote-unquote older days when more health and wellness was considered more of a luxury, people understand now it's more like a car tune-up where maintenance is necessary to stay healthy and well, which is great. But it also means your messaging needs to differentiate yourself from everyone else there, out there. And Your messaging needs to clearly describe to your audience how you specifically can help them and what does that look like and what are the results when they do spend their money and time to work with you. So when you're just starting out, 
You don't have to have all of that perfectly right now. Today, just decide, okay, where are you going to market? Just decide one or two places. It can be online or in person, maybe networking events once a month and on Instagram. There you have it, two places. And you're going to show up on Instagram three to four times a week. That's a very doable marketing plan with the networking once a month. Okay, messaging. How you're going to start right now is by just writing. You're just going to show up and you're going to write. And you're going to see, do people engage? Do people like it? Are people inquiring about your work? And if not, you got to just keep tweaking and refining it. That's why I'm adding copy tips. I have a whole copy and marketing section in the Awaken portal that walks you through all of this step by step and specifically how to hone and refine your copy. And it's a work in progress. My copy needs work still, a lot of work, in fact, I feel. And I work with a a copywriter. I've been in several copy programs because I came from my physical therapy doctorate mindset where I would fire hose people with too much information. I still have a tendency to do that at times. Or I just complicate things too much. Or I get into doctorate thesis mode and research language or practitioner language where people just don't really understand how the work that I do can impact their day-to-day lives. They don't see it. They don't get it. So there's lots of ways to work on copy. And some of you will get it quite naturally. Maybe you're just a writer and you have the ability to break down your work into layman's terms and into a step-by-step process where people can easily see how your work will help and impact their lives positively. That's amazing. So you got a leg up there if you can do that. And if not, it's all right. We, if you're like me, you don't worry, it will get better. And I, I can tell you that because now I get consults consistently And it's through my copy and my messaging. Okay. And number five is you need to learn how to run consultations or discovery calls. And I say need, I usually don't say this because there is no one right, one right way to run a wellness business. But if you're looking to have the most streamlined and simple way to start making money, start helping people and starting start to be profitable it is easiest just to work one to one and offer consultation calls so if you're a yoga teacher you don't have to have that awkward conversation after a yoga class where a student comes up to you and is like you know my my lower back and my the back of my right hip has really been bothering me and i really love pigeon pose but sometimes i think it makes it worse are there any good stretches for that area and you know you can help them and you know you need to do an assessment first to figure out really what's going on and to avoid that awkward conversation out there in public with a bunch of people milling about or noticing that that student wants to rush into the locker room and get changed because they have to go to their nine o'clock work meeting, then it's easiest to just say, oh yeah, I can totally help you with that. But I like to hear a little bit more details and I don't really think this is the place. Plus, I have to get ready for my next class. So I think the best solution is to just sign up for a free consultation call. It'll be about 45 minutes long. We'll just go over how long this has been going on, all the details. You can tell me all the things. And then from there, we'll make a plan. And if I have a program that can help you with this specifically, I'll let you know all the details about that, how we can work together. 
then you just schedule them right there. It's as simple as that. And so if you know how to get people to consults and then run those consultations, so then you actually get paying clients off the back end of that. If you listen to this podcast episode, if you go through that workshop, you can have your business set up in one week and then you start telling students at the end of your yoga class or people that inquire and reach out via DM on your Instagram and you can get them to consultation calls and you know how to run those consultation calls, then you can start making money the week after. It's really that simple. And again, that's why I have the consultation conversation framework in the Awaken portal that walks you through that very process. So it your business can Even though there are some moving parts, it really can be streamlined and simple where you have a repeatable process that you're just repeating over again till you get fully booked. And then you can move on to the next phase, which may mean bringing in an online program. It may mean bringing in a group program. It may mean raising your prices. There's so many different things you can do. But these five steps, if you do it this way, is the simplest way to bring in money and clients. And then when you have a stronger following, you can launch into more of the on-demand and the group program. So I'm going to just highlight those five steps once more is make sure to have savings or income coming in so you don't have to pressure your business and hustle right off the bat. Number two is make sure you get all the necessary tactical items done like banking accounts, permits, licensing, insurance, etc. If you want, you can download that checklist to just check them off. And again, it can be done in one week. If you have six hours in a day, you can get it all done in one day. Number three is to make sure you're clear on your program, your package, your pricing, let go of the niche drama, just decide today and then move forward. You can always change it in the future. Don't change it every other week. Change it one time, let it run for three months, six months, get the data and then maybe change it. Number four, get your marketing plan of where you're going to show up to market and how much so you can do it consistently. And what's your plan to work on your messaging? And your messaging right now can be as simple as just sharing what's in your heart. The whole reason of why you started a wellness business in there or want to start a wellness business in the first place, that can be your messaging to start and you'll learn and refine as you go. And number five is know how to get people to discovery calls or consultations and how to run those consultations. So if you want to learn more, then again, the Awaken program, whether it's one-to-one or in the mastermind format, will walk you through all those steps so you can get out there and start making money within the lifestyle, within the, with the schedule that you truly desire to live so you can have a sustainable business for many years to come, which just lights me up because I know you'll help a lot of people. Okay, there you have it. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Hey, if you're ready to grow your wellness business, I want to invite you to work with me. You're going to make your first six figures and then scale beyond. Your next step is to book a free consultation at igniteyourwellness.com. That's igniteyourwellness.com. Okay, I'll see you there. Bye.